Welcome to a football show, Thursday edition. We are back in the home studios, of course, every Monday. Check us out at the pharmacy. He is Zach. I am Braden. We've got a lot of college football to talk about this weekend. We've got some Titan special teams to talk about. We can continue, or Zach can continue to make Todd Downing jokes throughout the course of the entire show because that hasn't yet to go out of style. Zach, Zach, how are you, sir? Todd Downing jokes aren't going anywhere until Todd Downing can put together five consecutive good play calling games. (laughs) Never happened. Never as, happened in his life. As defined by F-Words Pod. Yes. <laughs> oh, the only standard of operations is the F-Words Pod. Uh, obviously, welcome into the program. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. There's going to be an eruption coming, a big orange volcano. I'll explain a little bit later on in the show. Lots of fun stuff in the SEC with Mississippi State, Brian Harson and Auburn, Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. So a lot of good stuff in the SEC. A lot of, of good storylines. Not necessarily games, like there's two good games probably out of this whole thing, but a lot of great storylines coming out of the SEC this weekend. Tons of great storylines. Can, can Brian Harson save his job? Can Jim, is Jimbo Fisher's job in danger? There's pretty obvious answers to both of those questions. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on. Can I say something about Brian Harson real quick? I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save oh, it. say I'm going to save it. Brian Harson takes for later. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're also, I've also got a, I don't know if this is going to be a scalding hot take or a very normal take. I need you to judge my take about cheese because it is national cheeseburger day over the weekend. And the pharmacy, our title sponsor, of course, the burger parlor and beer garden, which we are normally at Mondays, go check us out. Come check us out Monday. We'll be previewing the Titans and bills game. Uh, wonderful place to grab lunch, of course, throughout the course of the week, but, uh, on Sunday and all weekend long, they have a national cheeseburger that is the grilled cheeseburger with cheddar swiss munster giffords hickory smoked bacon tomatoes and a house-made garlic aioli if any of you are hungry i am not sorry go to pharmacy and check it out Uh, i do have a cheese take for you later though zach that you can tell me if that's you know me being ridiculous or if it's actually very popular my take i don't know we'll see uh so we'll get into that uh coming up a little bit later on we got titan special teams conversation and some AFC South stuff to watch this weekend as we all get a, a breather. If you're a Titans fan this weekend, you don't have to watch on Sundays. You get a breather. Those are, those are my favorite days when I could just watch <laughs> Red Zone all damn day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, before we get into any of that, uh, Weiss Liquors, Kingston Group Pharmacy are three title sponsors on the show. If you want the booze delivered right to your house while you're sitting on the couch watching Red Zone, just go to Uber Eats, search Weiss Liquors, and they will deliver the booze right to your house in as quickly as 20 minutes. Zach, I know you like a good beverage when you watch Red Zone. I think I think you're the kind of guy that Weiss Liquors is looking for. They, they I wish I would lived close enough proximity to Weiss Liquors so I could get that done. Have you tried it out? Can we push the boundaries on, on, I, on this? I, I have tried. It, it does not pick up. <laughs> I have I have I have tried. Within reason, Uber eats yes. booze from Weiss Liquors to your house. Uh, if you want to stop by the store, of course, you work downtown, you work in the neighborhood, swing on by, say 440 at the register, and of course they will. Uh, give you 10% off right there. Locally owned and operated for almost 100 years in East Nashville. Pharmacy, of course, locally owned and operated since 2011. Great place for lunch and a good burger and a bratwurst and a beer. And of course, the Kingston Group, another locally owned company uh, right here in Nashville by people from Nashville, working for people in Nashville. If you got a big decision to make about your house, make sure you check out the Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. Okay. We had the Those opportunity are, to actually tell two paid. people today about the Kingston Group. We, we we mentioned, and one of our listeners actually mentioned it to Jared Stillman, who, oh, that's right. who is doing some stuff, and he tagged us in it, and he mentioned him. So at least 
the Kingston groups on the forefront of the, our listeners' minds. Yep. And I was able to tell my parents today, I, I went down and talked to them a little bit today, and they're thinking about remodeling their kitchen, their master bathroom, and another room. Ooh, I said, you guys, if you guys haven't d- picked out anybody yet, Kingston Group right there. That's a big ticket item right there, and that is exactly what the Kingston Group does best. Uh, and, of course, shout out to Elliot for giving the Kingston Group some love there on Twitter. Elliot, been a long listener of all the shows. We love you, man, so thanks for hanging out. If you want to jump into the comment section, so this is a, a kind of a loose show today. No big Vols games, no Bama games that, that matter. Titans don't play until Monday. We'll have a big preview for you again live from the pharmacy on Monday if you want to come hang out and get the party started early on Monday. Come on down. So if you want to jump in the comment section, we'll have plenty of time to answer any of your questions, of course. Uh, and what should people do with the notifications and all the all the buttons there, Zach? We we, we mentioned it on the podcast uh, version and on the YouTube version on Monday where we're live saying that you need to go to the 440 Sports YouTube page. You need to go to the 440 Sports Facebook page, the 440 Sports Twitter page. Turn on all those notifications because that's where you're going to get everything. We are going to be on the Broadway Sports Facebook page as well. But you need to make sure that you guys go and turn on notifications for at least all the 440 stuff. And, of course, pay for some really high-quality Titans content. Of course, you've got uh, Broadway Sports Media Insider there, is the, is, is, I believe is still the word. Is it still eligible or is it still? It, it, is, as far as I know, it's still eligible. As far as you know. Uh, I would so just me- go buy the annual. Skip the 99 cents first month. Yeah. Just go yeah. buy the annual. You're going to want it. We're, we're now putting our podcast in video form on the YouTube channel as well. So, you know, you get to see some good facial expressions, especially by Corey Curtis, who was a, a recurring guest <laughs> this this week. Corey, Corey Curtis on the F-Words pod this week, of course, just like speaking for all of Titans Nation. <laughs> I think he got a Costanza, Frogger, and another wild reference. In there, there was like a, a minute, there was minute a, and a half. Re- there was in the face, the hangover in the face. <laughs> right. And then uh, in the previous episode, the first time Corey Curtis was on, he mentioned the eclair in the trash can. Oh, uh, from uh, Seinfeld as well. So big Seinfeld fan. Yeah, I, a- I am too. I just binged watched the whole thing recently. Yeah, it, it, that, that, I love Seinfeld. Um, still holds up pretty good stuff there. So make sure you check out all the Broadway sports media content, all the 440 sports content. I think we've done enough bill paying here, uh, Zach, if you want. So it's it's a light weekend if you're a, if you're a Giants Titans fan. So we'll get to some AFC South stuff in just a second. But you... you you, we were discussing what we wanted to talk about on the show from a Titan standpoint because there's not a ton of like specific news. We're going to do a lot of previewing on Monday for the Bills game, which, of course, they'll probably play a perfect football game in. But you were all fired up about the special teams. And I immediately thought, well, they played their special teams were very, very good for most of the game until two huge mistakes late in the game against the Giants. Obviously, the missed field goal by Randall. And then, of course, the the dropped punt, the muff punt by Kyle Phelps. Why are you all pissed off for greatness about the special teams right now, Zach? It's because they suck. There's nothing good about the special teams, and it hasn't been good since Craig Ackerman has taken over. It's actually gotten worse. And the biggest thing to me is that it seems like people don't know what they're doing. All of our punt returners have sucked. All of our kickers have pretty much sucked. Um, we, you know, we went through that punning pun, punageddon, I guess you could call it where ev- there was like everybody, every punt was getting blocked and you know, all this stuff. And right now Stonehouse is still not, you know, putting the kicks directionally. He needs to start speeding up on that because you're going to run into some people that are going to be able to take those to the house. And then on the other end of it, Kyle Phillips is now fielding punts at the three yard line. I mean, this is a constant thing with the special teams. So, okay, I, I thought, 
And we and you had again, if you actually want to go a little even further into this conversation, I thought you did a great job of explaining sort of like the history of the last five years of Titan special teams. We have an episode, I don't know, a couple of months ago. I, I recommend everybody going back and checking that out. Like, what can a coach actually do? You know, drafting kickers versus drafting punters. Here, here's what I would say, just my quick thoughts on this. They, they had a long return by Kyle Phillips. So it feels like they've maybe found a guy that can return punts, although the muff is a big problem. They made the transition from household name Nashville legend Brett Kern to someone else who feels like is going to be as good. That's a pretty big, big transition to make. That's like going from, you know, a quarter, one quarterback to the next in special teams terms. I'm doing air quotes here. Um, and and by and large, the field goal kicking was solved with Randy Bullock, most mostly when they brought him in last year. So what is it that that Craig Ackerman could be doing better? Every coaching, I guess, his job. I mean, like, I don't understand what the what the <laughs> what the question is here. Why are you defending Craig? Ackerman? Because the special teams looked good for most it, of that game. I don't I don't think they did. I think it was very 50 okay. 50. And I, I think that you, you when you have one good punt return. And then penalties, and then missed kicks, and then people taking the punt at the three-yard line, people muffing punts. And this is all kind of a, a, a trend. If it's a trend over four years, and your one constant in those four years is Craig Ackerman, it's a coaching issue. Who is standing beside John Robinson and Mike Vrabel when they're auditioning kickers and saying, oh, well, this guy, this is this is the guy. You know, we got to get Greg Joseph. We got to bring in Ryan uh, Santoso and all these guys. And here's the thing. Nate Kazor, Kazur, I don't know how you spell, spell his last name, but 2013 to 2015, he was a special teams coach. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had the field goal percentage uh, at 87% on average. Hoffman, who was, the, who was the guy two years before, Ackerman, had him at 88%. Ackerman's average right now is 71%. That's not good. Ackerman field goal percentage is made by season in the rank 14th in 2018, 32nd in 2019, Ooh. 31st in 2020, 23rd last year in touchback percentage, 16th in 2018, 2019, 20, he was 26, then 19th in 2021 or 2020. I may have skipped a year, 17th <laughs> for 2021. Well, so, okay, so he's not good. Nothing the, the the people that he approves or helps approve are not good, and he doesn't make them better. So I think again, you laid out a lot of this stuff in the summertime. And I, I think to be fair to you, you said I think there's too much loyalty here with Craig Ackerman, right? Like yeah. I think that was one of your messages in the summertime. And if that was your message in the summertime, then I'm okay with you saying it today. I got no problem with it. What I don't want to hear from people is people that thought, you know what, special teams has gotten better. I feel like the the you know this the X Y and Z reason why they're okay with it. You can disagree with that, and that's okay. I don't think you can say the, the Giants game changed my opinion. Like I don't think that. No, I, I and I don't think it has changed anybody's opinion. I think everybody has been on this. I'm not the only one in the media that has thought this kicking situation has been shitty. I'm not the only one who who doesn't think that Craig it wasn't Ackerman last year. isn't good as well. I, I agree mean, with you. It was a terrible, terrible was, problem. There were 23rd in field goal percentages made. So the, the, he was, I mean, the point. touchback percentage was 17th. So why weren't they, why were they good? Like, that's the thing to me is like, even the, uh, the guys that they have to have on the roster to be gunners last year were awful. 
they have not been a good special teams in a long time. And and you may okay. Okay. I mean, to me, I'm looking at you need to be above 90 86 to 90%. You need to be in that range to be a good team and he's only done that once and that was his first year in 2018 and he's been going downhill ever since. Okay. Um I think and there's a couple issues you laid out, like teaching how to how to return kicks. And they even had a, a little bit of a question about that with Kyle Phillips in game one against the Giants. There was like, hey, should he have caught that one or not? Um, so there was even that. That's something I think coaching is a really big factor on is when decision making. Right. Special teams decision making, I think, is a big part of what his job is. Um, but again, it, I, who's responsible for Ryan Stonehouse? Who's responsible for signing Guskowski and suck up and all these other like I don't know if that's Ackerman. So I. I'm okay with the change at the end of the year. If it needs to happen in the middle of the year, I need to see more games of like, you know, garbage. It, it should have teams, already happened. Like, and that's what my main issue yeah. is the problem with loyalty. And he, he's never going to fire an often uh, a coordinator in the middle of the season. He probably won't even ever fire. I don't think he's ever fired a coach in the middle of the season, even a position coach, like a scapegoat or something. I think <laughs> was uh, uh, Jim Hazlitt, wasn't he after the the season? Yeah, and he and was I think terrible. I I think more than a co- there's like two or three coaches that leave at the end of each year, but we yeah. don't know if officially those are like a Vrabel Robinson decision or right. But I mean, coaches they don't leaving. do it in the middle of the season. No, 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 and, no. And and the the fire. That's why I think the fire downing movement is kind of a, a little re- ridiculous on a multiple levels. One of them is that Mike Vrabel's it's never he's doing happen. what Mike Vrabel told him. Yeah. Mike Vrabel's never going to do it. Yeah, it'll be at the end of the year. Does Tim Kelly being in the wings maybe skew that a little bit? Maybe. Yeah. But and I think that this would be the best chance. But Craig Ackerman's going to stay, and I wouldn't be surprised if Craig Ackerman was still around. And what's crazy to me next year, and what's crazy to me is that a team that preaches every minimalizing mistakes, everybody doing their job correctly, being in the right position. And he's a defensive minded head coach. Why is he shit shitting away special teams that has cost us games? This has cost us now what he's cost us at least two or three games. Um, Randy Bullock uh, so far. And, to me, it's like you, you would put the Giants' loss on the special teams. That's what you're I, doing. I well, the coach, uh, coach I, special teams. There's so many more mistakes. We've already rehashed the Giants. And now I know our yeah. audio quality on Monday was our fault, and we are we promise our audience that that will never happen again. But I, I, if I was making a list of things about the loss to the Giants that was the problem, I think special teams might be the top ten, but I don't know if it's even in the top six or eight. I mean, would me. the, the the missed kick be number two? I mean, a, a kicker's going to miss a field goal. Like, I don't like. If but if you're, when you're talking about reasons why you lost, I don't blame a field goal. I don't blame a field goal. Don't be in a position to need a field goal to win the game. Like, and I and a, I agree with that. But then that goes back to your your staff and the philosophy and all this stuff. That's fair. And and, and to me, it's just like I'm I'm tired of bad like, special teams. Like, why <laughs> why is is this okay? I feel like this is more just you needing a therapy session because you you've seen what you've already like you've confirmation bias on what you believe. And you're probably right. I'm not even disagreeing with you. Oh, the numbers back me up. Right. Like this is what it is. 
Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying any of this because there's going to be a change because I know there's not going to be a change, right. but I need to say it because I feel better about well, I just don't, <laughs> I don't understand, it. like, okay, so they say they can't put Traylon Burks out there because, you know, he doesn't know the full thing or whatever that they need from him. But they're they're going to let these losers coach? Like, I don't understand why it's it's okay that coaches get a pass in this in this league when they're shitty than a player who's needs to learn and needs reps isn't getting them. I so as a college 37% football, is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> as a college football nerd, it's far more about the coaches in the college game. In high school, it's almost all about the coach. Like as you go up higher, it is more about the players. And it is more about the players have a, a like in my opinion, the percentage of success or failure on any given play is more about the players the higher level of football you get. In my opinion, like the lower you go, the more the coach has an impact on the outcome of a given play or or whatever. I, I do think personnel on special teams is a big factor, in particular, just your kicker and punter. And if that is all Craig Ackerman's fault, then fine, let's have that conversation. But John Robinson and Mike Vrabel need to that that hangs around their necks as well, because as I've said on this show many times, you have sixth and seventh round picks just don't even don't even like glimpse the, the roster and you could draft one of the best punters or kickers in the league in each draft in those slots. Now it seems like they found their punter of the future, which I think is a is a big plus. My point is, is if this is just therapy session for Titans fans to vent about how pissed off they are about how awful the special teams is and Mike Vrabel being loyal, don't we have to just like give it the year and say, all right, if there's going to be a change, we know it's at the end. Let's see what he does with Stonehouse. Let's see what he does with Kyle Phillips. Let's see what they do with some of these rookies. I guess that's where I'm coming at it. Like, if I know, I, I guess I have a, a hard time believing that anything's going to be successful when the history tells me it's not. That's that's. that's a and, valid and I don't understand why when a kicker gets injured, they don't bring a kicker in. Like, okay, well, they're like, oh, Caleb Shudak, you know, broke his ankle or whatever he did. Well, I guess we'll just keep going with Fat Randy because he's doing stuff in practice, even though it's not translating to a game. And it's he never was, translated to a game. It was still better than the three years before that, though. So yeah. we'll see. He's made a couple. Like, Goskowski was bad-ish, but also made a couple of big kicks for them. Randy's made a couple of big kicks for them. So let, You got to make start. it. I'm, I'm sorry, but you got to have a higher percentage from further out than what he's got. And he's just not He's just not that guy, especially when you're going to be going up against teams that are, A, going to be high scoring, or B, have kickers that can make that kick pretty regularly. Uh, this therapy session brought to you by Weiss Liquors. Titan special teams have made Zach drink for going on five years now. <laughs> so go to Weiss Liquors for everybody. a long, long time. <laughs> go to Weiss Liquors, everybody. Uh, and Uber Eats, of course, the booze right to your house and as quickly as 20 minutes. Go to the register and tell them 440 and you'll get 10% off. That's tax-free booze, locally owned and operated. Weiss Liquors since 1932. That is pre-World War II. That, that is a long time they've been executing the booze business here in Nashville. So go check out Weiss Liquors. What to watch for on Sunday? Of course, Indianapolis at Jacksonville. The Jags are uh, getting four points at home, and you have Houston at Denver. Four? They got four points? Jacksonville's getting four. Denver's wow. Denver is laying 10 at home against Houston. So in yeah. the, I've got a couple other games I want to mention and get your thoughts on. But just real quickly here, fans should be paying attention to that Colts-Jags game and, of course, Texans. Uh, at the at the Broncos. Yeah, well, the, the Colts-Jags game, the Colts are 0-7 when they are the road team versus Jacksonville. That's six times they've lost in Jacksonville and one time in London when they were declared the road <laughs> team in London. So, And this is since 2014. So they have not won as an away team against Jacksonville since 2014. 
And I don't think that I, I don't think they're going to win this Sunday because I think that Jacksonville's defense is really going to harass yep. the 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 offensive line, the overbloated offensive line, and they're going to really affect Matt Ryan. And what's happening here? Talk about me that which way. is int- interesting. Bernard Raymond and I think Matt Pryor is their their left tackle or right tackle, wh- whatever tackles they they play. I think they play left. They are splitting the games. They're that's what that's the plan. Every game is to make sure they both get reps at left tackle. What? What? <laughs> Why would you do that to your offensive line? That's some and college. That's some college quarterback stuff. And and you got Alec Pierce who couldn't catch uh, the flu. The only thing oh. he caught was a concussion, unfortunately. So prayers out to him on that. But the, he sucked. The I. Basically, the only person there, Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, I mean, that's it. And if that's the only two guys you got to worry about, because Michael Pittman isn't some, you know, athletic speed demon. No, he's not Stephon Diggs. He's like a poor man's Michael Thomas. And then you can, you, it's an easy offense to stop. And Jacksonville has the players to do that. The, it comes down to who's going to suck less, Trevor Lawrence or Matt Ryan? Well, and I, you know, James Robinson was back. I think he had almost 20 total touches for the Jags offense last week. So that's a, I think that's almost touchdowns. He's ahead of Travis ATN owners are like freaking out. (laughs) He's ahead of schedule uh, in terms of his return, obviously from the Achilles. So that's not good news. I I do think that, you know, it's like pure talent on one side with Lawrence versus like the, the brain. If you could take the brain of Matt Ryan and put it into the body of Trevor Lawrence, like that would create a nice NFL quarterback potentially. Yeah. Uh, but again, keep an eye on this because again, we Titans fans, it's never too early to scoreboard watch and say, we need losses. We need losses. Or in this case, maybe a second tie. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're wanting, you are wanting Indianapolis to lose. That, yeah, that's oh, what sure. you need sure. because then you, here's what you got when that happens because we've seen in action this locker room is not mentally tough and if after tying with the Houston Texans and then losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars again at home you're going to start to see the cracks form oh well Matt Ryan's not who we thought he was and man I really thought all these wide okay. receivers are going to be something good Okay. All right. I like the prognostication there. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board with that. Houston is a 10 point dog. Holy smokes against yeah, they probably Denver. Be. So that's not even like, I'm not even like, basically you just need to count that as a loss and, and move along. But yeah. uh, I, I'm interested. I want to get, cause there's a bunch of great games. I think for Titans fans to keep an eye on from an AFC wildcard standpoint. But before we do that, the, the chiefs and the chargers on Thursday night, I'm curious what you think about the, here's what I want to know. Cause you're the Twitter sewer expert. I also like to bathe in media sewers like you like to bathe in the Titans sewers. I'm curious what the reaction on Twitter is on Thursday night when no one can find the game. <laughs> what do you mean? Why can't when nobody it's on, find the when game? It's, when it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's it, been, it's, they've had games on Amazon Prime. I don't, I don't get what you're talking about. But it's not on anywhere else, right? It's not going to be on anywhere else. Well, listen, it's, if it's you don't hard. have... Let me say something. If you don't have Amazon Prime in the year of our Lord 2022, <laughs> get a fucking life. <laughs> like, how did, what is how wrong did you with survive? you? How did you survive the pandemic without yeah, without yeah. low page so, workers delivering you box after box right. after box? If you cannot find, if you cannot go to a place that has Amazon uh, Prime, or if you do not have a way to watch Amazon Prime, first off, I, you're doing yourself a disservice. There's I, Bosch, The Boys. There's all Bosch, kinds of good shows. Bosch is pretty good. Uh, yeah. Goliath, Goliath's pretty Goliath's good. Goliath's good. Uh, uh, but hang, hey, but hang on. Here's okay. the here's the key though. I just want to know because yeah, you know Amazon Prime. You know there's going to be some like 
old folk, or I don't even know if those are the people on Twitter, but there's going to be people saying like Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet on Thursday night football on prime. What am, what, what are we talking about here? Why can't I get this game? You know, there's going to be some sort of stupid reaction on Twitter. I, that's all. I well, just want to know what you think is going to happen. That that's fine. I guess like those people just don't deserve to watch football. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, if you if you cannot find the game, you do not deserve to watch football. That's fair. That's and fair. I either way, that for you. call either your way, kids come set it up for you, Grandpa. E- either way, going to be a spectacular game with Herbert yeah. and Mahomes going head to head. So the ones a, you want to hear parlay three leg parlay. I got. Oh God! I, okay. I, all right, parlay parlay in the NFL sounds like the dumbest gambling it's decision. Just a three ever. leg. I, I I hit them all the time. Oh, three legs. Justin Herbert over two seventy nine point five. Okay. Mike Williams, anytime touchdown. Josh Palmer, anytime touchdown. No right. Keenan Allen. So I want you to I want you to tweet out all of the parlays you lose. Everyone okay. tweets out. Everyone loves to, to post all the parlays they hit. I want to know because parlays are statistically designed by the house to take your money. So I want to know. I want to see all the losses by everybody out there. All you all you Twitter fingers out there. I want to I want to see the losses. Okay. Uh, all right. Quickly. AFC wildcard implications. New England at Pittsburgh. The Stellas. A two- this is going to be an ugly game. <laughs> Steelers get two points at home. And is there a quarterback in the building? I I, I don't know <laughs> if there's a quarterback on either team. I don't <laughs> know if there is uh, good players on any team. Like, where was George Pickens on, on Sunday? Where was Najee Harris? Where was these guys? Harris, Deontay Harris got Johnson? hurt, right? Yeah, but he's going to be back. But, you know, Mac Jones is sick today. He's got a little tummy ache with a little fella. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think this is going to be an ugly game. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if this is like a nine to six game. Uh, I'm interested. Re- I'm really interested in Miami at Baltimore. Baltimore, three and a half point favorite at home. Baltimore's I've got Baltimore going to throttle them. I see. <laughs> I that's think. what I think, too, because I think Baltimore is going to win the division and be like hosting an AFC championship game. Like, that's how I, good I think Baltimore is going to be. Potentially. They were, they're very slow starting against yep. the Jets. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> like if 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 they can't win this game, they they they're it's going to be hell in Baltimore if they ha- if they can't win that game. And, and then they throttled him, and then Devin yeah, Duvernay's yeah. catching two touchdowns. Uh, they didn't even get him. They don't even have J.K. Dobbins back yet. He may play this week, but probably next week. So they they don't even have a rushing attack, and they still put up points, and Lamar yeah. Jackson looked like uh, a better version of Lamar Jackson, and I don't see any reason why they don't throttle this Miami Dolphins team who still does not look good on offense. And uh, maybe it's going to take a bit, but they still don't look good. Yeah, and and that's listen. Say what you want about the Jets, but that is a road win in the AFC, and road wins yep. in the AFC matter for every team when it comes to playoff seating. And just talk to the Titans about playing on the road against the New York Jets. It's yes, just all I got. It's all I got to say. Uh, that spicy take brought to you by the pharmacy. Make sure you check out their Dijon horseradish mustard. All over all those burgers and tots, the bratwurst, all that great stuff, all the house made garlic aioli. I got a cheese take for you coming up as well. So make sure you go to the pharmacy burger parlor and beer garden over there on McFerrin Avenue in East Nashville, locally owned since 2011. Make sure you check them out. Perfect place for lunch. Take the family. They got a good kids menu. They got the whole deal, the whole backyard. We'll be there on Monday again, one o'clock to preview the Titans game. So go check that out. Cincinnati at Dallas and Arizona at Vegas. Just a couple other ones to keep an eye on from an AFC Vegas standpoint. is going to whoop Arizona. Yeah. Whoop and that. And and Dallas is a seven and a half point dog at home because of the injury to Dak Prescott. Yeah, so. and who d- didn't look good anyway. So I don't know what's going down in Dallas and how that's going to work for the rest of the year. Because I, it's, it's bad. It's it's bad in Dallas when you are looking at this yep. team right now. Even though their defense is is still pretty good. 
if you want to talk about loyalty, the Mike McCarthy thing, like makes no sense. It makes no sense. So Cincinnati will get right this weekend. They'll get a W. Vegas will get a W. Miami falls back down. I think Baltimore picks up. I will say this about Cincinnati. Do you think that the Cincinnati offensive line, I know we discussed this on Monday, but, you know, since then, do you think that Cincinnati offensive line was the truth? Is that really what they're going to look like all year again after all the money that they spent? I, I would assume that it comes around. I think the issue, and this is a little nerdy here, I think the issue, and this is going to sound crazy because it's not his talent or his skill. It's Joe Burrow to some degree, just thinking that he can extend every single play all the time and that he's always looking for the big shot. Like he, he needs to sort of do like, they're going to run it on second and short and they're going to take a deep shot on first down. And like, they're a little too predictable. And so I think Burrow needs to work on changing things up a little bit. And I think that can help the offensive line. You can't invest that much resource into a position group and not get something out of it. Like I, I expect them to get better as the year goes along. I think this will be like a almost like what it was uh, versus Tampa Bay, like a nineteen to ten kind of game, just because the Dallas yeah. defense is just is really good and they got playmakers at every level. And we saw what T.J. Watt and company was able to do against the Bengals offensive line. There's no reason that the guys over in Dallas can't do the same thing. Yep, I, I tend to agree with that. All right, that uh, that's our NFL stuff. We're going to do a lot of college football from here on out. I want to. Can I? Can I throw some? Do, do we have time to do cheese now, or should I do cheese at the end? We we can Pull, do cheese now. You want to do cheese now? Because I want to do cheese now. Because you know I want to talk about the pharmacy, and we just did our little little commercial there. So grilled cheeseburger coming up on National Cheese Day, National Cheeseburger Day on Sunday, and over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you can get the grilled cheeseburger with cheddar, Swiss, Munster, Giffords. Hickory smoked bacon, tomato, and house-made garlic aioli. The photos out there on the pharmacy Twitter account are spectacular. So yes. go get go get you one of these burgers over the weekend. You got time. There's no Titans game. The Vols are a 47-point favorite. Go get this burger. Two cheese takes. I think I yeah. could argue Munster's the greatest cheese of all time. Hmm. But that's not that that's more of like a personal taste thing. Yeah. I think, listen, I'm a red-blooded American capitalist, but I think American cheese is by far the worst flavor cheese, like full stop. Like I think it's the the worst. I I tend to agree. I think it's kind of worthless. I guess you could say. Like, why not just get cheddar? Why not? It serves just no purpose. It, it doesn't. It does. The only purpose it really shares or serves is that it's the, probably the most consistent cheese that melts. So when you're throwing it up on a burger, it it melts very good. It stays, you know whatever it's just there's no oomph to it right we're not like, we're not talking like the orange square cellophane stuff though right that's what i'm talking about you oh throw it on there God, and melt that's, so that's not I mean, even i cheese. don't think it's i don't think it's good i'm just saying that the <laughs> only thing is that it melts very well that's My not even is, real cheese why can't they at this point have made this into something better like why has it stayed the way it is other than i guess just cheap i guess but can't a lot it of brands cheap. of it right it, like coke goes to diet coke goes to all this stuff why not do a, a a version of this but let it be cheddar a version of this that is that is um swiss that melts like you get get this good melting point on i i think i think any cheese that has the same thickness is going to melt at uh, at an even even rate well, uh, i'm from moisture levels and stuff so oh, okay. like you know <laughs> you gotta I'm worry a, about the moisture levels i am from wisconsin 
and I'm an American, so I love dairy. I love all cheeses, every shape, size, smell, and color, flavor of cheese. I, Give me I all love, the fried cheese curds. I'll take them all. Oh, my God. I love all cheeses. I, literally, like Munster, Havarti, Gouda, you, you name it. Give me some of that smoked provolone on a sandwich. Like I love all cheeses. But American cheese is by far the worst flavored cheese, and the stuff that comes in the cellophane is not real. That is not. I'm not even sure that's dairy. That is like that's like a. It's been processed in some laboratory somewhere, and I I thought that might have been a hot take, but but it sounds like maybe you and me and the voice of the people are on the same side here. That American cheese is pretty stupid. Yeah, I'm just I'm just I skip it. I pretty much skip it almost every chance I get. Okay, top 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 three cheeses in your life. Top three cheeses. Ooh, I'm a pepper jack guy first. Oh, and that's then great. I like um I'm I'm big into burrata and mozzarella. So I would Ooh, go those ways. Fancy. I the pepper jack's a really good call. Yeah. I like Havarti. I like Havarti a lot. Uh and I like uh Munster. I like I like Munster a lot. And I've been on a big goat cheese kick in salads lately. So yeah. that's it adds a little creaminess to it. Like I there's so many great cheeses. Why go American? I don't yeah. know. That's never understand. So all right, I just wanted to get that off my chest. That's my uh, scalding hot take. Here's a prediction for the next week and a half. There's uh, some crazy shit is going to happen in Knoxville. Okay? What, what do you mean by this? Like, like what is the eruption? Cop, cop cars are going to be flipped over. Buildings are going to burn down. There what? is going to be some crazy. Sh- yes, I feel talking to. I'm, I'm talking to sources here. Okay, talking to friends and family, those that live in Knoxville, some media folk in Knoxville, some sports fans here in Nashville, like. This is all building to some sort of eruption when they play Florida next Saturday. There is wow. going to there is some there's going to be some crazy shit. And I don't know what that means. I like we burnt couches when we lived in when I lived in Knoxville and we lived in the fort and we beat Florida in 01 and Travis Stevens went down there and ran all over them and after the 9/11 you know, after 9/11 pushed the game back to the end of the year. It, that that I'm not talking about that. I, this is going to be I'm just feeling something bubbling under the surface. Tennessee fans are 2-0. and They get an overtime win. They're feeling good. They're going to destroy Akron this weekend. Florida's going to come in 2-1. and Tennessee's going to be favored. It's going to be a hard sellout. It, I just think there's going to be some crazy shit over the next seven or eight days in Knoxville, and I can't wait to see it happen. I, see, I thought wait. the eruption brewing was going to be like, Hidden Hooker hasn't looked that great. He's looked okay. And then... Um, Oh my gosh the 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 wide receiver that dropped C- the ball Cedric, Cedric Tillman. T- Tillman yeah Tillman, Tillman hasn't yeah. looked that great but they looked good enough to win and their I thought the eruption was going to be on offense like they were going to come together and they were going to like go back to normal it, score 50 it, points it could be like that it's going to happen this weekend against Akron yeah my what I what I mean to say is is that no matter what happens against Florida if they score 40 points and win if they get beat at home, I, no matter what happens, some crazy shit is going down next weekend. And I don't know if it's going to happen here in Nashville. I don't know if it's going to happen in Cookville. I, I feel like it's probably in Knoxville. I just I get a feeling that there is a bubbling sense of like pride and passion and energy about this Vols team that we haven't had. like they're about to lose their cool for the first time in like 18 months since Dude. like the since the Ole Miss game. <laughs> Do you think right now that what's the opening line going to be? They both win this week. Florida beats South Florida. Tennessee beats. I'm stalling here. Um, Tennessee seven and a half. Wow. I'm, I think I'd take the plus seven. I, 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 I kind of still believe in Florida. 
I kind of just, uh, I, I think that they're going to beat UT this year. And I think that's, what's (laughs) going to cause the eruption. Yeah. That's that. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like we are in one of these, you know how, like when you're watching the war movie or you're reading a war book and there's like the two sides and you can just feel like there's something bubbling under the surface and it's yeah. something's happened. Something's happened. Like tensions are rising, right? Like there is the temperatures being ratcheted up and both teams are going to win this weekend easily. And it's going to build up all this hype. And next starting like Monday and Tuesday, we're going to start seeing stupid shit on the internet and it's just going to grow and grow and grow. And no matter what happens in that game, we are going to be talking about the, the things around the game and not just the football. That, yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all gotcha. I'm saying. I like and it. I'm with like I'm it. with you. I, I think seven and a half is about right, and I think I would take Florida in the seven and a half. Yeah. I think that this is an interesting game because here comes another opponent that is uh that has a good chance of beating Brian Kelly. And I think that Mississippi State versus LSU, I think we're gonna learn more about after this game, really more about LSU. And and here here's my thinking on this, Braden. Right. I'll uh, okay. then I'll ask you. I think that. I, I'm, I've been on this train that I don't think Brian Kelly is as good as what everybody says. And I think an SEC that's going to show. And I think that Mississippi State has been getting better and better and better game by game by game so far, while LSU's just kind of treading water. I think okay. that if Mississippi State wins this game, I wouldn't be surprised. So I think we find out more about LSU. So there, uh, Mississippi State's a two and a half, three point favorite. Which is unusual, but they have split with Baton. They've split with LSU in Baton Rouge. They've won two of the last four in Baton Rouge, which is very unusual because LSU had won like fourteen straight from like two thousand to like twenty thirteen. I agree with you that we're going to learn a lot about LSU in two areas. The offensive line was a major problem against Florida State, and if the offensive line is a problem against the Mississippi State three three five with three veteran grown ass adult men along the defensive line, a couple of which could play in the NFL, I. I don't know. Titans fans should know like Mississippi state's turning out defensive linemen. There's yep. a couple of them here, here in town that are pretty good that, that they're not going to be able to do anything. And it's just going to be Jaden Daniels running around. So I need to see offensive line improvement from LSU on the other side. It, you lose Mason Smith, your best pass rusher, your best defensive lineman for the season for LSU. They could, they're probably going to have BJ Ojolari back. Do they pressure Will Rogers? Who's probably going to throw it 50 times. Who's, who's been spectacular so far this season like this is a more complete mississippi state team than anybody realizes right and if they go down there and win they are in the same conversation with arkansas tennessee and kentucky for like the second tier in the sec behind alabama and georgia so i think we're going to learn about both sides like if lsu yeah. pulls an upset we're going to learn a whole lot about lsu and then we've seen the mississippi state thing happen where they lose games they're not supposed to i think they should win this game do so you think we're that if, L- if LSU loses this game, do you think all the reporters will show up late to the press conference? <laughs> I do love I do love it when a coach like as someone who goes to those I went to like the Vanderbilt Vanderbilt ones like every Monday for like 15 years and like there's there is a certain level of decorum like it's not appropriate to show up late but like it's also not that big a deal either. So like Kelly was f- clearly like kind of in his own feelings a little bit after the Sunday night loss. So there's just no chance a coach can ever win by making that comment. Yeah. Like, even if he's right, like, Hey, show up on time. Okay. Like it's not that big a deal. You, you, you're not, you're never going to win. Right. So all he does is make himself look worse when you do that. 
It, it, I think it's this game, this and uh, the Jimbo Fisher Texas A&M game versus Miami are the two games oh. I'm locked in on for this for this weekend. Um, nope, no Purdue or no uh, Penn State Auburn. I I think it's going to be. We can go ahead and get into it. I, I think that's going to be a good game, but like, eh, do I care? Because wow. here's the thing. Here's my Brian Harson take. All right. I don't think any grown man can be a good football coach when he spells his name like Brian does. <laughs> we, we, the, the, just see, you, you can't. You, you just change it. Why not you change have, it? You have a Y in your last name. What about Braden with a Y? I, I, oh, you. I wouldn't do the show with you. <laughs> I, I would be like, no, I'm not. I, I can't take this guy seriously. You I wouldn't. Take, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave the house. <laughs> yeah, you cannot take this guy seriously as a coach when you have the Y in oh, there. Man. That's the kind and of analysis you get here on a football that's, show. That's what you get. Look, my Y is at the end of the uh, at the end of the uh, name, and it's Zachary. It's not like oh, okay. I don't spell Zach with Z Y C H. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, anyway, I, I, I don't how think much save his job. Isn't he on borrowed time anyway? Yes. Yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to top that level of analysis. Yeah. Um, here, here's what's cool about this game. And this is why I think it's fun because James Franklin and Brian, this is a lot of LSU Florida State vibes. Right. This is going to be total chaos. Neither quarterback is all that great. Neither offensive line is all that great. Both defenses are great. The atmosphere is going to be great. Two major big time brands in college football. And I'm with you. It has zero impact on either coach's job. James Franklin's contract is locked in even if half the fan base doesn't like him and, and Brian Harson's gone. Like yeah. Brian, this is like, he, you know what? Brian Harson might already be an interim coach. Like yeah. he, he's already an interim coach for Auburn right now. He's basically George Costanza working at the Yankees. Like <laughs> he's just there and, yeah. and yeah. he'll probably be, and then he'll get fired and you know, all this stuff and he'll be gone. Yep. It's yep. like, we'll never speak of Brian Harson again. And you know, in a couple months, it'll and, be gone. No, here's the thing. 2023 Arizona State head coach Brian Harson. Just get yeah. used to that sentence. Just get used to that. I don't sentence. have to because I don't have to talk about the Pac-12. That's true. He's a good he's a good coach. He's a terrible fit. That's yeah. that's that's what it's been like since the beginning. That's what it's going to be like when he's gone. <laughs> Just legally change your name to BRIN. This is ridiculous. How is anybody I, supposed? No wonder his players don't pay attention to him. It will be a I think you're underselling the quality of the drama though. Because yeah, I think true. there's going to be a lot of weird nonsense in that game that you're all you're just going to we're going to be like, I think there'll be I think four quarterbacks could play four. Yeah. Oh, that'd so, be crazy. There'd be four quarterbacks playing. Not at the same time. That'd be weird. Um, all right. You want to go? You want to dive into uh, Jimbo Fisher? Yeah. So here, here's Ooh, uh, baby. I love so, I love this one. So here's the other thing. Just like Harson, not really going to be determined by this weekend's game. I don't think Fisher, if they lose to Miami. He's got a guaranteed contract for five or six more years. There's no way that this is that's going to dictate the future of Jimbo Fisher. But it does change the conversation around this season because they are going to play Arkansas next week with KJ Jefferson. Then they're going to play Mississippi State with Will Rogers, who we just talked about. And then who do they get? Oh, that's right. Bryce Young in Alabama. So they're going to play Tyler Van Dyke this weekend. KJ Jefferson, Will Rogers, Bryce Young. Those are the four quarterbacks they're going to play in a row. Those are four of the best quarterbacks in America. And if they don't figure it out this weekend, what is this could they could be looking at two and four, one and five. And that is really weird territory for Jimbo Fisher. The Texas A&M alumni have made the worst investments ever. I mean, I feel like they're they just basically took their money and lit it on fire because none of there's no way they should have lost Appalachian State. That is utterly 
That is utter nonsense. And they kept it a close game for whatever. I, I don't understand it. Ultimately, at the end of the day, this falls on Jimbo Fisher. And if they lose to Miami, again, it's kind of like uh, we talked about the Colts seeing the cracks. I think you're going to see a lot of oh, yeah. mad Aggies and mad alumni talking about this guy who who boasted all offseason about, <laughs> oh, well, we didn't really pay that much money. And these guys are just, you know, jealous maybe they, of us. Maybe they didn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I just know that they've they've wasted a bunch of money so far. And Jimbo and the, what I think um, uh, the name escapes me. Who was the coach right before him? Um, Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, Kevin Sumlin. I was gonna call him Kenny Sumlin. I was like, that's that's not right. Close enough. But Kevin Sumlin, it, it, he got paid what the same amount of money too because of the buyout or whatever and all that kind of crap. But it he, was not- he's got a better record than Jimbo Fisher does. Well, so Kevin Sumlin is not not better than Jimbo Fisher, so let's not go crazy. But well, he, and, he, and he was and he was nine and one. A and M was nine and one two years ago and finished fifth in the playoff rankings. They were literally they were nine and one. Their only loss was to Bama, and they were one spot out of the playoffs. So it's not like they haven't been close or better. It's just that they do Texas A and M things all the time, and yeah. and they and and they until they solve those problems, they are not going to jump Alabama, even by beating Alabama on the field and in the recruiting trail. You cannot do that until you are Georgia and you are consistent. You are just no pulse. You don't do stupid shit. What's Rabel say? Don't do stupid shit to hurt the team. Like yeah. that, that is like Georgia's like that now. And you got to be like that. You got to be like Bama and Georgia, no pulse, no up and down, the same every time. And AM cannot figure that out. Now, what he needs to do to his offense is he needs to take some peyote and go on a walkabout in like middle of nowhere, Texas, and figure out what his offense should look like. Because he's supposed to be this quarterback guru developer, blah 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 blah. It's just it's it's just not real. He his offense. They ran thirty eight plays, thirty eight plays last week. That that is that is a quarter for Tennessee. Braden, <laughs> let me ask you a question. If, if they they lost to Appalachian State, they go and lose, so they're one and one. If they end this streak, this this Tyler Van Dyke, Miami, Arkansas, uh, Mississippi State, and Alabama. That's five. That's four games, right? If they are at one and six <laughs> at the end of that, what what's the? Do you, I, I guess they're stuck with them, right? They're I not. Mean, they're not changing. Yeah, th- no. He could he could go one and two and ten, and they're not going to change. Like they're Oof. they're not changing the coach. It's guaranteed contract for like seventy five million more dollars. Like it's not. They're not. They're not going to pay him seventy five million to go away. Like in the world of bad buyouts, nothing changes now. Yeah. What what AM always does though, Zach, is they always do the AM thing where they lose the games they're not supposed to, but then they come back and do some fun shit and they make you change your mind. And they this is also a point where they could turn it all around and rally. And so I th- that's what makes this a season defining moment. They're a five point favorite at home. We don't really know how good Miami is. Year one of Mario Cristobal. It, it this is a it's gonna get tougher. Arkansas like physically beat them last year. They beat Alabama. Mississippi State beat them last year. So this, I think they're going to win. I think they go two and two, but two and two puts you at three and three. And that's, you're starting to talk about seven and five territory and seven and five is not what a preseason top 10 team is supposed to do when they have that level of talent and a coach making that much money. Well, it's also crazy because of all the expectations and that that were on them and people, uh, people in, in thought that he was going to be something good. 
<laughs> I mean, he's been I a good feel, coach. Don't feel bad for him at all. I hope no, they I don't go. Either. I hope they lose for the next four games. I'll be rooting for it. I'm no, rooting, we, we, actively rooting against Texas A&M. We had Jimbo Fisher in the, uh, or we had Texas A&M in the preseason top ten for Athlon in the magazine, and and I think you asked me like, or we might have done this on our show where it's like, yeah. who's the team that's going to make us look the worst? And the easiest answer I've ever given was Texas A&M. Yeah, the team that can make us look the worst is obviously because of their Texas quarterback A&M. situation. I remember you saying that because yeah. you said it all depends on the quarterback they pick, and they pick poorly, and they, which they could be changing this weekend. Keep an eye on Max Johnson and Haynes King. We'll see. So season-defining moment for Jimbo Fisher. No question uh, about it. All right, Georgia, noon kickoff, 24.5-point spread. South Carolina has like four defensive players injured. I I just... I'm taking the 24 points. (laughs) I'm laying the points, too. 100% I'm laying the points. I think it might be the best bet in the SEC this this week is to lay the 24.5. I guess my question is, like, I just want to see some level of like i want to see the starters play for georgia <laughs> i want to see what the starters on the offense and the defense look like playing in a real sec football game yeah it's 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 kind of weird right it's like georgia has played an overrated oregon and it made and it didn't look like anything tough and then who'd they play last week i don't even remember who they played last week. uh like a, a directional uh, it wasn't yeah. Furman, but it was like uh central arkansas state and, and now they they're getting uh basically uh division two school <laughs> in south carolina um i think i, I think rattler i think rattler when are they going to be tested I think Rattler can sling it around enough to give some of the young defensive backs a bit of a challenge, not in that they're going to struggle in that they need reps. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not even talking about uh, like, I guess they get Kentucky uh, next week, right? No, no, Kentucky. No, dude, Georgia's schedule until Florida is a, is a joke. It's a joke. So they're, they're kind of not going to be tested. then. Ugh. (laughs) Come, come! What you should be on the YouTube page because the question is: Will Georgia be arrested for murder? And I will Georgia be arrested for murder? I think I think there's a possibility that charges could be brought, <laughs> that, that a few players might end up deceased at the end of the game, and that it will be Brock Bowers who is the, the primary suspect. Yeah, <laughs> like it's there's not going to be pretty. About man. the South Carolina team that no, no, can get good. you excited if you're a South Carolina fan, and you know I don't feel bad for them either. No, Rattler's good enough with his talent to make throws, and they've got some good tight ends at South Carolina. So I think what is the, what is only interesting about this game is, again, I want to see all the new defensive pieces play for longer than like a half. Right. I want to actually see them out there starting against a starting caliber Division One Power 5 quarterback, talent-wise at least, with some good tight ends, and like let's see what it actually looks like. Because on the other side, South Carolina's defense, they, they will not stop Georgia one time. Yeah. They're not going to stop him one time. So it's more about Georgia's defense than anything else. Rest in peace, cock commanders. Rest in peace. (laughs) The old old cock commanders. (laughs) So uh, Uh, talk to me about this Ole Miss quarterback decision. Because you put this in in our little planning session. So I just kind of... I don't know what you think about this. Because Michigan and Jim Harbaugh is catching a whole lot of heat for announcing that they were going to start Cade McNamara in game one and then start J.J. McCarthy in game two. Which is real, conf- real good scheduling, by the way, for, for Michigan. Uh, if you know you can do that, Ole Miss did the same yeah. thing, and we haven't really talked about it. Ole Miss said we're going to go with Jackson Dart in Game One. We're going to go with Luke Altmyer in Game Two, and now you're playing a Power Five opponent on the road. Not a good one. It's Georgia Tech. They're not good. Ole Miss is a 16 point favorite. They should win. 
But what I want to see from Ole Miss coming out of this game is some sort of decision, some sort of clarity on the quarterback situation because Altmeyer was okay. The offense was a little bit better with him. Jackson Dart was meh, okay. They didn't play anybody in weeks one or week two. Well, that's what I'm looking at. And they're not going to play. They go Troy, Central Arkansas, Ole Miss, or sorry, Georgia Tech, which is this week, and then Tulsa. Then they get Kentucky. So they kind of got like a little cupcake schedule too. They're, what's yeah, what's the easy. point spread on this? 16, 16 and a half. 16 and a half. I, I think Ole Miss, I like Ole Miss to cover. Okay. But, but what I want to see is against a power five defense and a power five team, even if it's not good, pick a quarterback. Lane Kiffin right. needs to settle on somebody that they can then warm up because if you look at the last five or six games of their schedule, very, very difficult. Yeah. You get you gotta yeah. have when you're starting to get into the weeds here, when you're gonna be facing Kentucky and Vanderbilt, who's no slouch on defense, to be honest with you. Uh, then you got Auburn, then you're gonna have LSU and Texas AM. You have to have you can't play these quarterback games at yeah. that point. So I'm with you. They have to Sooner rather than later, I think by the Tulsa game or after this game, they should know who their quarterback is. That's what I'm watching this weekend with yeah. Ole Miss. So, and again, it's not a huge weekend for the SEC. Three really, really good games, and then a lot of games that are that they're sort of like interesting around the edges from a storyline standpoint. But otherwise, like Tennessee is going to roll, Alabama is going to roll, Kentucky and Florida play nobodies. Um, you know, Arkansas plays a nobody. So there's there's a lot of uh, bye weeks in the SEC this weekend. Missouri was automatically going to get a W against Abilene Christian. So um it should be a should be a fairly tame saturday other than the three big ones those three big ones are real interesting so yeah uh, i think i think that's all we got for sec football that's it. um so i think that, that that does it for the show that does it for make, the show make sure you go to weiss liquors right there on on gallatin right there in east nashville uh uber eats weiss liquors the booze right to your house in as quickly as 20 minutes make sure you go to the kingston group buildkg.com is the website nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm and of course we'll be back on monday zach to preview the titans Bill's game live at the Pharmacy Burger Parlor and Beer Garden. Come hang with us. We'll be there at 1 p.m. The game starts at six, right? It's the first yeah. of a double. It's the first of a double header on Monday night. I think we can start drinking at one o'clock. Yeah. Come on out. Stop me before. <laughs> Come on out. Drink some beer. They've got locally sourced beer at Iris Pharmacy Pills that they're very proud of. It's delicious. You should come drink one. Have some have some brats and tots with us. Hang out, talk a little Titans football, and get ready for a Monday night at the Pharmacy in East Asheville. There you have it. Uh, go to Broadway Sports Media. Go to 440 Sports. Follow all the the, the the accounts. Share all the products. Share all the podcasts. And, of course, turn on all the notifications. For Zach, I'm Braden. Have a great weekend, everybody. This has been a football show.